Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. This is Tim Grady, and I am here with Lou Weiss, my co-host, and our very special guest today is Linda Dempsey. She's the Vice President of International Economic Affairs Policy at the National Association of Manufacturers. We're big cheerleaders for the National Association of Manufacturers. They do some great things for the manufacturing industry, representing some 14,000 members across the country and getting into all kinds of subjects that you can find out at nam.org. So I would like to welcome Linda Dempsey to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Linda, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's really a pleasure to be with you and, and your audience today. We, uh, we, Just like you, we like to talk about manufacturing. It, it's become a passion. <laughs> we've been doing this now for five years, and uh, we've, we've learned more in five years than I learned in 50. So uh, at a price, we got an education. Uh, well, so we welcome you to our show. And uh, so you're you're the beat for international economic affairs. Um, tell us a little bit about a little bit of background in your position uh, at NAM. Sure. Um, you know, when we think about manufacturing in the United States, and frankly, how much it's grown. Um, you know, output right now is at a record 2.33 uh, trillion dollars about half of that is exported, right? And so trade is actually really important to manufacturers. Exports are important. Um, They help us. uh, We're a really highly productive sector. Um, And so we produce more tractors, machinery, all sorts of things than we can just sell to customers here. We also use Imports, hopefully they're fairly traded, and that's a big part of uh, the work that we do to to keep a level playing field to make sure that we are globally competitive and innovative. And so trade actually looms quite large for manufacturers and manufacturers of all sizes, I might add. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, it's it's interesting that the export is 50% of the uh, 2.33 trillion. I didn't realize that it was really that high, uh, considering that we have, what's our national debt? How many trillions, billions, gazillions? Uh, You would think that we'd be a little bit more on a a level playing field with that. You know, we are very much an export powerhouse. Um, Perhaps little known is is when the NAM was founded back in 1895, it was in significant part on this international piece because our manufacturers knew back then that they produced more than they could just sell to the American consumer and that we had to um, open up markets overseas. Um, You know, our two biggest markets right now are Canada and Mexico. And those two countries that are about, what, 6% of the world's population, mm-hmm. they purchase more than 10 times, or they, they, I'm sorry, they purchase more than our next 10 trading partners combined. 
right? I mean, they are big powerhouses. Now, partly we manufacture with Canada and Mexico, um, and that's why this North American relationship is so important. Yeah, I would uh, think so. I would think that we would treat them real well going back and forth. Absolutely. And so we were really focused on uh, this administration's desire to update and modernize what everyone called the NAFTA um, mm -hmm. and um, you know, things like customs rules and that red tape at the border were um, among the top priorities for manufacturing. So under the uh, USMCA, is that being addressed to any great extent? We've definitely seen, so they, they put out a, a draft for almost final text at the end of September, um, manufacturers had really been calling for an updated agreement and a trilateral agreement, right? You have to have both Canada and Mexico there. And in right. that draft text, um, there, there seemed to be a lot of good outcomes when it comes to that border red tape um, that is, is definitely seeing some modernization. Um, and there's some other really good provisions too, uh, but, the, but we won't see the final text of the agreement until it's signed at the end of the month. Got it, got it. All right, well, at least we're getting to a point of getting closer to, uh, you know, a finality on this. Uh, regarding uh, the China uh, issue, and the uh, trade skirmish that we're having. Um, I don't want to call it a war. It's not big word. So what, what's, what's going on there? I mean, we're hearing all kinds of information. Uh, some of it's probably right. Some of it's probably wrong. Uh, who's getting hurt the worst? And when's <laughs> it going to end? Complicated um, one. I mean, I, I, where we always start on this is, you know, while China is actually after Canada and Mexico, our third largest purchaser of um, manufactured goods from the United States, it's our third largest export market. It is also the source of a lot of unfair trade practices, right? There's a lot of theft of intellectual property. Um, you know, there's there's some trade rules that cover the the U.S. and China through this you know global trade agreement, the World Trade Organization. Um, but those rules are old, and and China's been able to exploit a lot of loopholes. They're a different economy than ours, right? They're not a capitalist economy. They're state-led. A lot of the, you know, favoritism for state-owned um, enterprises, things like that, subsidies that have caused a lot of disruption in, in a lot of markets, um, be it steel, aluminum, semiconductors, fertilizers, the list could go on. And so there's a lot of issues to solve in the, in the U.S.-China relationship, um, and you know, this administration has certainly gotten China's attention, um, but what we're hoping to see right now when the two leaders meet at the end of the month is a, a, an agreement to move forward towards a real negotiation. We've got real issues in the U.S.-China relationship, no doubt about it, but the solution I think that we're calling for um, our, our, our new rules, are clear rules, because when, China, when the rules are clear, we've actually gotten China to change its behavior and, and, and uh, play fairly. The problem is the rules are out of date, and the rules did not fully 
um, focus on China's development and its use of subsidies and state-owned enterprises. So we're very focused on that type of a negotiation. Well, it seems like that's a win-win for uh, for everybody. Uh, I, I think our administration would do well to read the book, The 100-Year Marathon, about China's overall goal for the last 100 years as to how they're going to take over the world trade-wise and defense-wise, because everything that's in that book has actually come to pass. So this is all part of a, a well-organized, well-structured uh, methodology uh, that not many people know about. And uh, yeah. it's, I think it's worth uh, our listeners to pick up the book. It's written by, unfortunately, I don't re- recall his name at the moment. Uh, it is written by a, a CIA a former uh, agent who uh, actually wound up getting uh, a permission by, uh, I think it was the Defense Department, to write the book. It's an excellent book. Uh, but all that being said, uh, I'm hopeful from, you know, I make, I make my money selling raw materials. So I'm hopeful that they can come to some conclusion uh, with the uh, steel and aluminum uh, products because we hear a lot from many of our uh, manufacturing customers who are taking a hit and uh, they thought it was going to be easy in the beginning starting in March but I think it's beginning to have uh, an effect so I'll keep my fingers crossed for all of our negotiations over the next month or so. So we'll, you know, I think we're all keeping our eyes on this December. I guess it's December 1st when um, Chinese President Xi and our President Trump meet in uh, Argentina, of all places. Um, See, because we've got, you know, as you know, there's a whole set of tariffs out there in different ways. But um, the biggest focus, I think, of the administration right now is about $250 billion in imports from China are under tariff, and then China, of course, has retaliated about um, against about 110 billion exports from the United States, and most of those are manufactured products on on both sides, both on the retaliation side, as well as the the tariffs that we're imposing on products coming into the United States. For a lot of manufacturers, the the tariffs um, on Chinese imports are really problematic. What we're hearing, a lot of them are on inputs, like you talk about capital equipment, um, and are actually making it more expensive to manufacture here. Um, And so I I think from our perspective, what we've been calling for um, directly with the administration, and we talked to our friends on Capitol Hill and, and others in industry and outside, is we really need a whole brand new type of bilateral trade agreement with China, one that um, raises standards, eliminates um, these unfair barriers, um, and protects you know, our intellectual property, um, those sorts of things, and one that's enforceable. So we're hopeful that there is um, an agreement to negotiate when the, when the two sides meet in uh, Buenos Aires. Um, and then hopefully we can see sort of a, a path to certainly not have any more tariffs imposed because that is the concern that some of these tariffs um, are going to ratchet up on January 1 if there's not some sort of um, ceasefire. 
um, and that that eventually that these tariffs are going to come off as as we get China to implement some of the changes that uh, I think everyone would agree they need to change. Yeah, uh, my my concern my concern is uh, it's 2019. If they don't put a stop to these uh, tariff games, uh, 2019 might not be as good a year as we have had in manufacturing in 2018. And that's a serious issue, I think. Yeah, we've certainly heard that. I mean, look, manufacturing optimism, I mean, you all know, has been really through the roof uh, since last year. Um, and then we've seen some, some really strong GDP numbers, second quarter above 4%, 3.5 for the third quarter. Um, and, and manufacturers have really had some, um, you know, a, a lot of positives. Uh, the tax reform uh, outcomes were, were a strong positive uh, for manufacturers. The, the cutting regulatory red tape domestically uh, is also really important. But I, I think there we are hearing a number of concerns like you all um, that these uh, continued tariffs, um, and this escalation with China in particular is, is causing uncertainty and, you know, hurting some, frankly, some of our smallest manufacturers who um, are trying to make things here and, and be globally competitive. Linda, the National Association of Manufacturers is up on Capitol Hill every day, working with the administration every day. What is your sense? What are you hearing back from the administration and maybe from uh, Mr. Ludlow, about how are things going? Is China um, listening? Does it sound like they're willing? Are things moving in the right direction? Or is this a really nasty standoff? Well, you know, the, the interesting thing about negotiations, and we saw this for the whole year of the uh, U.S.-Canada-Mexico talks, right, People will say things in public, and then they'll say things privately, and uh, it's always hard to understand exactly where those negotiations are because the <laughs> crux of the negotiations, right, they're, they're all in private. Um, but I will say this. Over the last few weeks, um, we've really seen uh, more engagement. And, you know, there, there is a sense that the, China and the United States, that there's some back and forth between the two sides um, and that there's an increased desire, I think, perhaps from both sides uh, to get something that, that they both could call a win. Now, I think this administration rightly has a long laundry list of, of issues they'd like to solve with China. Um, uh, but I think also is recognizing some of the concerns that, that you and I, that we've all been talking about on, on the imposition of tariffs and what that might, how that might impact the economy going forward. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, I've been doing trade work, you know, for about 30 years. And you really don't know, and frankly, some of the top people don't know until they're in the room whether there's going to be a deal or not. So I think it's hard to predict where we are right now um, for a meeting that's basically 10 days away. But I, I think it's possible that there could be um, some positive uh, But then again, things could change. But I, I, I think uh, everybody is, is – 
having the conversations they need to. I know um, folks on the Hill have been very engaged with the administration as well as the business community. Um, we've been talking to folks in the administration, as have others. So um, we'll just uh, all have to see how it how it turns out. Uh, Linda, I, I know that you have uh, limited time and you're running around uh, doing your thing, so we're not going to keep you uh, long. Uh, I do want to uh, thank you for joining us uh, today, and I also want to leave us and you with a quote that you made in uh, one of your LinkedIn articles, and I think it really sums up the last 20 minutes, and that was better, stronger, newer trade agreements needed, not new tariffs. That took a while for me to find. <laughs> so, uh, Tim? Gosh, Linda, we, we greatly appreciate you being with us. I just want to ask you one last quick question, and that is, is your sense that the tariffs, and, and you can only have a sense of it, as you said, you don't know until a deal is done that the tariffs will dissipate over time or, or a deal will be struck and then the tariffs will be struck and we'll go back to where we were a couple of years ago with a good trade agreement. You know, it, it's hard to predict, but I think the, the current thinking right now is the tariffs are likely to remain for some time until there's some real concrete action coming out of China to, to change some of these practices. So I think uh, the the hope is that new tariffs won't be imposed um, and that then there'll be a plan to work to, to take off some of the tariffs that are there. Um, we're trying to, um, you know, there's some exclusion processes that are ongoing right now that are may provide some relief for some companies. And I think, look, I think companies need to continue talking to their policymakers, be it their local representatives, be it, you know, folks in the state to talk about the impact here. And I think those are important for, for everyone to do. And look, you all are doing a, a great job with this program and, and, and talking about all these manufacturing issues. So I wish you a lot of luck in keeping it going forward. Well, being that you mentioned that, and I want to thank you for the uh, shout out there, we do have another show called Women in Manufacturing, uh, which we started a year ago. And it's all, all about uh, accomplished women interviewing accomplished women. And uh, it's a terrific show, and it's uh, very much different than uh, this show, but uh, really very inspirational uh, material. Uh, I would suggest anyone to tune in and listen to that. At Women and Manufacturing, women, A-N-D-M-F-G.com. Tim? Linda, thank you again for joining us at Manufacturing Talk Radio. We'll let you go, and we greatly appreciate you being here. Great. Thank you all. Have a wonderful day. Yes, and a good holiday to you. And we have been speaking with Linda Dempsey from the National Association of Manufacturers, who is the Vice President of International Economic Affairs Policy, and all of their work that they're doing on getting trade agreements in place and communicating to the administration what the needs and wants are of the manufacturing base here in the United States. So, as I said, we greatly appreciate the National Association of Manufacturers and the work that they do. 
And you can hear this and all of the other shows on Manufacturing Talk Radio at mfgtalkradio.com. If you ever would like to get in touch with us, just send us a quick email to info at mfgtalkradio.com, and we'll address the issue. And thank you again for listening today. Lou, great show. It looks like things are slowly moving forward. but Yeah, yeah. Well, this is getting uh, the information right, uh, right from the uh, horse's mouth, uh, who's dealing with the other horses. Uh, so we kind of get a pretty good feel as to what Nam is doing and what Linda and her team is doing. And I think that's terrific. I'm actually feeling almost uh, feeling better about taxes. <laughs> I, 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 as long as uh, some of our manufacturing clients are really concerned about the January tariff or the other uh, 250 billion, trillion, billion, whatever it is, um, if they, if they impose that, uh, it could be duck soup as far as I'm concerned. Yep, yep. And uh, I would agree that certainly if the January tariffs kick in, and I think those are avoidable, it, it could really lessen 2019 as a good year for manufacturers who are already queasy and uneasy. And we know that when that happens, they pull back. And when right. they pull back, the economy pulls back. It happens every time. That's why tariffs don't generally work yeah clearly a, a, a club and we'll see how well that works uh in the long run but appreciate uh you taking the time to be on the show again with us lou and we'll right. be back next week with another episode of manufacturing talk radio thanks for joining us on manufacturing talk radio you can hear our next broadcast each tuesday at 1 p.m eastern standard time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>